0: Welcome to James Woodcock's Podcast. This is James Woodcock from jameswoodcock.co.uk and today I have with me Paul Jackson who is the CEO from Trainsimulator.com. Welcome to my podcast, Paul.
1: Thank you very much, James. Nice to meet you.
0: So before we talk about railworks and train simulators, maybe you could tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: Yes, certainly. Um, I'm uh, a man of Kent uh, in the south of England. Um, I spent most of my career... Um, building uh, a company called Electronic Arts, where I was, uh, I ended up as Vice President and Managing Director of Northern Europe. And uh, that was an 18 year uh, run that was great fun. Then um, I retired from that about four years ago and uh, started to lead the video games industry body in the UK. That was an organization called, called ELSPA, where I was engaging with government to ensure that youngsters were protected from inappropriate content in video games. And then about a year ago, I set up railsimulator.com to bring Railworks to market.
0: So, how do you get from being somebody who's protecting the young ones from adult content to a train simulator, which is surely one of the most harmless, fun titles you could come across?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I have to say, I, I love the whole concept of uh, simulation and train simulation, particularly. It's, uh, it strikes me as a. Um, uh, just a, a nice way to spend one's time. Um, I uh, what happened was was uh, I was a I've always been a train fan. I um, kicked off the development of uh, a train simulator with Kuju, um, the development house, about three or four years ago when I was at EA. And when an opportunity came up to take that piece of software further on, um, I took it. It was it it had to wait a while because. I was determined to finish my job for the industry of um, sorting out age rating in the UK. So that delayed things for about a year. But once we were, once once the, the work with the government was all settled and sorted, I I felt it was right to move on, and um and set the company up. Um, it's been uh, it's been an enjoyable an enjoyable year. Um, and it's fun working in a small company again. You know where we're able to fight the problems on the ground.
0: So where did your actual fascination with trains begin?
1: Um, well, um, I was about 15 and, um, all of my friends at school had, had got into train spotting, um, and they kept dragging me along and eventually I just got the bug. So that was, gosh, when was that? It was 1976, 77. So in the UK, that meant I was in the blue diesel era, um, and at first, their experience was going up to London and going around all the central London stations. And it was, it was just what we, me and my mates did for a couple of years um, uh, in the late 70s. And I really got to love trains. The, the actual train spotting died pretty quickly, but the love of trains themselves stayed. And it stayed with me the rest of my life. Um, and that, it, it's, it's marvellous to be able to have both a personal interest and a hobby and it'd be your work life. And that can become a bit intense, of course. But uh, that's, that's kind of how I got into trains.
0: So Railworks wasn't the first train simulator by railsimulator.com. So how did it all start, exactly?
1: Well, uh, actually, technically, Railworks was the first um, train simulator from railsimulator.com because railsimulator.com was set up um, to take the old um, rail simulator um, software that had been published by uh, Electronic Arts a few years ago and um, radically improve it and then re-release it in a new form. So uh, the history of, of, the kind of, some, of the, some of the people in the development team started off, I think, many years ago with the original Microsoft Train Simulator, which was also developed by Puget. But our job, really, at Rail Simulator was to, was to take the core code of uh, the original Rail Simulator game and really figure out how we could take it forwards. And the first thing I think we did was we looked at the improvements that um, could be made to the core code and we in- implemented them. And then the second thing we did, which I think was really key, was to, was to decide that we wanted it to be a live platform that would be forever changing. That drove really the decision to go onto Steam so that we would then have a one worldwide platform um, for, the, uh, for the simulation that would be constantly live and constantly updated. So um, it, ended up, um, it ended up being a bit of a, a, a kind of strange route to get to Railworks. But at the end of the day, I think what we've ended up with is a, is a really interesting um, new wave of, of computer entertainment where once you've bought it, you've got it, and it will keep improving. Um, that's our aim, certainly.
0: So should a train simulator be classed as a game or is that doing Railworks a disservice?
1: Well... Anything that provides people with entertainment, which a game does, uh, it shouldn't be uh, cast to snook at. So I don't even think it was, was doing a disservice to our works to call it a game. It's not really a game. It's a simulation. It's, um, it's something we do to, uh, to do something. Let me put it this way. I'm uh, colorblind and um, a bit long in the tooth to change careers. So I'm never going to be a train driver, not in the real world but I can be a train driver on my computer. And so simulations provide something for people that's entertainment, but it's not necessarily a game. So I would suggest that that Railworks is entertainment software more than a game, if you see what I mean.
0: Train simulators can often be mocked by gamers as a fairly boring and limited pursuit. So how would you answer those people? And is this really only a game for extreme train fanatics such as ourselves?
1: (laughs) Well, do you know... I don't think I would answer them. I think it's it's horses for courses. I um, I enjoy playing video games. I enjoy playing Sims. I enjoy playing um, FIFA in, in my day. Um, I love playing train simulators. I love driving trains in our simulator. I think I think people find what it is they're interested in, and I think if people want to play games, that's great. If they want to play train sins or flight sins or any of these things that's also great. The thing I would say though is I don't think it's that extreme um, it's uh, it's not that long ago that if you asked the youngster what they wanted to do for the rest of their life, they said they wanted to be a fireman or they wanted to be a train driver but within a lot of guys particularly, that feeling is still there um, so I don't think it's that extreme I think, certainly from the, the, the sort of people we've we've got playing our game and, and talking to us, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hobby um, that's, uh, that's open to a lot of people, I think.
0: Well, I'm willing to admit publicly that uh, I love train simulators as well and uh, as a youngster I can remember telling my teacher and uh, my parents have reminded me of it ever since that I wanted to be a train driver.
1: Good man. Good man. Me too.
0: I've never had the opportunity, but you never know, maybe I could take a tram instead.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
0: We do have trams in Nottingham.
1: Yes, you do. And um, I saw the trams going through Nottingham the other day and I thought, how fantastic. I mean, really modern, really state-of-the-art. I just, I loved them. Um, it seems to me not that long ago that I was up in Blackpool on a, what is that, 19, you know, an original 1930s tram still in service. I don't think they're going to be in service much more. But... um I love trams, we're just doing a, as I'm speaking to you now, we're on a 24 hour um, charity route that we're making and um, there's trams in that and I just, I was love it, I haven't had a proper look at them yet, but they look beautiful.
0: So what comes exactly with Railworks and was there someone seen in the background there?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a train. So we're in, our, head, our head office is in Guildford and um, the, the train line runs quite closely uh, periodically, while we're while we're in working, something will go past. Everybody rush the windows and say, oh, "What's that? What's going on?"
0: Oh, the announcer sounds very melodic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start again. What comes exactly with Railworks? And if you purchase the standard pack today, what can we expect? And with it being a digital delivery, are there any limitations?
1: Um, well, so uh, the first thing is is it's that the software is. Um, based on the Steam system, so you do need an internet connection at least once to, uh, to, to fire the thing up. And, and did to, you uh,
0: choose Steam on purpose just because of the name of the service?
1: Well, I'd love to say that's true. I'd love <laughs> to say that's true. Wouldn't that be marvellous? But no. no, the fact is, is that we looked at the competing systems and Steam seemed to be, to us, far and away the most appropriate for what we were trying to achieve. And their back-end systems were very robust. So um, you know that, that was important to us. Um, so no, we picked Steam because it was the it was the best service for our needs, um, and we have plans which I'm sure we'll talk about in the future, which 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 really need the sort of technology Steam's got. But if if you go out and buy um, Railworks today, you you buy it off Steam or you buy it in the store in the box product, it comes with eight routes, and um, five of which are accurate real world routes, and three are fictional and it comes with, I think it's 13, I don't want to make sure I don't want to get this wrong, it comes with 13 different localities. Um, there are routes in the UK, North America and in Europe, um, and uh, you've got all of the core software there. At the moment, we're also doing a special pack with the tornado in it, so you might well, well find the tornado pack out there in retail land. Um, and what that then um, gives you is the, uh, is the, is the core simulator, and about 50 scenarios, and the number went up towards 80, because we keep including new ones as, as uh, people log onto Steam. But about 50 scenarios that you can you can um, interact with. And then it also gives you the opportunity to go onto Steam and, and um, buy any other uh, locomotives and boots and things that we've been putting up. And I think we've put up another 30 different items one way or another onto Steam since then. Um some people have got a bit confused and think that we expect them to buy all of that, um, and then they look at the sum total of all the the, the costs and that caused them some grief. But that's not the idea at all. We're we're a virtual train set, so we are only trying to um, make available to people all sorts of different things, so that uh, all the different interests in our um, in our hobby can be satisfied.
0: I guess it's like a model railway in that case. Hornby, for example, do lots of buildings and trains, but you won't buy everything.
1: Exactly, yeah, that's our thinking, yes.
0: So you've already mentioned scenarios. What's a scenario?
1: So a scenario is a mission or a, a job. Um, it's, what you, it's what you can do within rail um, within Railworks. Uh, that gives it some form and function. You can have free roam uh, scenarios where you just are able to drive around uh, the route that you've got, um, which can be fun and gives you an opportunity to look at the, the scenery and one thing or another. But uh, a, um, a scenario is a job. So it's the 450 from Paddington in uh, Agatha Christie speak. You might drive the 450 from Paddington out to Oxford. And it's a job, it has uh, obviously success and fail states, um, which gives you something to match yourself against. Um, so that's the, that's the heart of the gameplay experience, if you will, of Railworks. Um, it's something that we've been working on improving. So there are two things that will happen in the very near future. Firstly, we're, we'll be releasing an update which will allow you to create your own scenarios much more easily. A tool that helps uh, you manage any conflicts that might come up as you're creating a scenario. And the second thing is, I hope before the end of March, we'll be releasing our career mode update. Um, that will uh, that will integrate with Steam's technology, and will allow the scenarios to be graded. So we'll be we'll be we'll be looking at your driving of a particular scenario, and the software will be able to effectively mark that in terms of how accurate you were, how well you drove the locomotive, all based on the, the, the core physics of the engine and the and, the, and the requirements of the timetable you're trying to keep. And then you'll be able to either keep that to yourself or you'll be able to post how well you've done up on Steam. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited about that new um, thing that you're able to do because I think it will, will enable, enable people to compare with each other how well they are driving and it will also give you a marker against yourself so that you'll be able to improve your driving skills over time.
0: Now that sounds very exciting now now it sounds more like a game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well life is a game as somebody famously once said.
0: Indeed it is. (laughs) So how realistic can you design Railworks to come close to the real thing?
1: Well um as how long is a piece of string, to be quite honest with you? Um, because of the way we're developing the software and because of the way we're able to keep updating and improving the stof- software through Steam, the, really the sky's the limit. Um, you know, in five or ten years' time, the copy of our works you buy today will be completely different. It will still be that original purchase, but we'll have improved it and updated it and changed it so that it's, we hope, realistic and, you know, realistic in all ways. There is an element of just time and attention. So um, the, the tornado, for instance, we spent an unconscionable amount of time getting every single detail we could imagine right. We always try and get it as near perfect as we can. But with the tornado, particularly, we just did everything we could. We even did things we didn't think we could do to try and make that as real as possible. So it, there's a constant sort of striving to improve on the work we've done before. Um, and that, you know, that's, that's quite exciting because it allows us to do things that, that perhaps we wouldn't have thought of before. Some time ago, for instance, we released the um, LMS Jubilee pack uh, for people to download. And that um, had ten, if I remember correctly, ten different jubilees, and they were in uh, DR green. So um, I don't think we've announced it yet, but we will in the next while release uh, release the the Crimson Lake skins for uh, the jubilees with a new scenario and with you know a number of updates. I think there'll be a double chimney version there, etc. Now, what we'll do, because of the way Steam works, we'll be able to, everybody who's bought the Jubilee up until now will just get all the new content as a free upgrade, but then we'll relaunch it for new consumers who haven't bought the Jubilee before, and it'll be a more comprehensive pack. So we're, we're just constantly striving to get better and better at what we're doing, because if we, if the, the better experience we give our enthusiasts, the more they'll support us.
0: So when it comes down to actually controlling the train, do you have any advisors or have any of the developers actually had a go themselves? How does that work?
1: Gosh, so we have a uh, very positive beta group who help us. And then we have uh, a number of outside industry experts that we go to um, and give us some support Um, within the Enthusiast community, not necessarily the train simulation enthusiast community but the broader train um, enthusiast community there are people who understand everything about trains and um, seem to be very keen and happy to help us get it right
0: so as you've already alluded to the tornado which has become very famous very quickly because of its background is now available on railworks but what was involved exactly in getting this to happen, and is it difficult to acquire permissions when replicating engines, freight, and locations?
1: It can be, um, but by and large, not. Certainly wasn't with the tornado. The um, A1 Locomotive Trust have been nothing but incredibly helpful from day one. I mean, it, it takes a while to get the contract right because all parties need to be happy. Um, but but working with the A1 Locomotive Trust has been an absolute joy. Uh, so, so, so the process essentially is: is we um, we perceive that the market would like to have a particular locomotive route, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And if there is a need to have um, have a license for that, we go to the to the relevant company or stakeholder and we negotiate that license. Um, that is either easy or difficult, depending on who you're dealing with um, and how important they see what it is we're trying to do. That most people, saying, I have to say, are very helpful. Um, once you 've done that it, it, then you get involved in the in the real grind of getting it right. that entails a lot of um, up close work so that uh, the tornado was actually based at the Green um, for about a week, I think, and Derek Siddler, our, um head of studio here, went and I think crawled over every part of that locomotive. There was, There's nothing, there's no bolt we haven't got a photograph of. I mean, we had 600 photographs and video of uh, Tornado. And then the hard slog comes with the group here in Guildford um, making the model, making the textures, setting it up, and uh, eventually getting it ready for release. So it, it was, uh, more than anything I think too, the Tornado was an absolute labour of love, just because When you work with people like the A1 locomotive Trust, you see how committed they are to their creation, and uh, you just don't want to let it down.
0: And uh, just to add my weight behind that as well, you can tell the accuracy behind the tornado because you can tell it's a a modern steam train, because if you look to the rear of the engine, there's health and safety warning symbols on the back. (laughs) Quite right, too. So there you go. It's official. (laughs) excellent the tornado is obviously a very important engine you've even got the exclusive contract on that as well but but when can we see other engines maybe like other famous steam locomotives like the mallard the flying scotsman i'm sure there's many others both steam and electric and diesel that people would love to see
1: yes yes and um you know, it is absolutely our aim to to do as much as possible. There, there, there are there are two, there, there are uh, two or three key ways I think we're trying to do this. So, firstly, there's our own produced product um, which uh, we're creating and selling. Secondly, we are encouraging uh, other people to um, put their creative talents into into this software and create work. So, for instance. The A4, the Mallard um, locomotive, I think um, just trains have announced that they're going to be releasing it. I don't know when they're going to be releasing it, but I've seen some screenshots and it looks lovely. Um, I've heard rumours, though no more than rumours, that uh, this, a senior old industry hand is, is having a look at the A3. I don't know. and uh, I haven't heard anything more about that. But... Um, so we have outside producers, some we're working with, some are doing their own thing, that's all good. And then the third thing we're doing is, is we want to encourage those people who uh, do, uh, do make these um, locomotives and scenery and, and routes as a hobby, we think that there's so much talent out there and times are tough, so we're encouraging people to publish with us. If somebody creates something of commercial quality, we're very happy to publish it for them on Steam, and you know we offer, well, we think, we hope, we offer a generous rate to do that. So I'm very, ho- I'm very much hoping that a a kind of clustering group of uh, industries will will grow around our core software, with people able to make good living out of um, creating content. That's my dream, at least.
0: Dreams are always good. So does that dream stretch out right to the community hardcore as well, who are willing to spend the time to create engines and locations? How would their content ever be accessible through the game and added to it? Is there a system already in place for that?
1: Um, It's essentially just come and talk to us. So you can talk to me or to um, Tim Gatland, our Chief Technical Officer, um, or even come through and talk to Derek. And we can look at what you've got, and if it's of commercial quality, we can work out a, uh, a program with you to put it onto Steam. Um, and that's, it's a very simple process, really. Uh, it, it's, it's not that formal. We're not a very big company, but we're very keen to encourage people to make money off their own creative efforts.
0: In the constant battle between Steam and more modern train designs, where do you sit, and is Steam really as popular as nostalgic among us like myself would like to believe <laughs> well,
1: um, I think that steam trains are clearly you know put on god 's good earth for the wonderment of all. but I must tell you that the uh, what 's becoming quite clear is is that the the modern train simulation fan very interested in modern content and We've seen releases like the 380 and the 390 and the new high-nose SB42 um, just do very well indeed, She's very encouraging. And um, I have to say, I, I find myself scarily able to be interested in almost anything to do with railways, from small narrow-gauge steamers to these enormous, fabulous American ES44s. So I think the jury's out. I'd love to say it was all going to be steam cemented, but it's just not.
0: Are we going to see any unique controller device providing your own hardware for those that are really interested in emulating that feel?
1: Um, do you know, I, I, I'd i love to, but I think we need to stick to our knitting. We're a software company, and I think if we try and get involved in um, areas which others do so expertly, I think we could come a cropper um, I'm I'm seeing the uh, the different controllers that are coming out. I've I've heard that there is a new controller coming out of China soon, which sounds quite interesting. Um but I think I think I think we're gonna leave that to the experts.
0: It was worth a try. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice to have mucky hands if you're the fireman. Um <laughs> Are there any international differences in our train interests that you have to meet within the game? And do you notice that difference with the add-on content in particular, again, between Steam and Electric, etc.?
1: I think railways are really quite a local enthusiasm. Um, I I am uh, a big US train fan, but that's because I spent you know, quite a few years living on the... Um, South of San Francisco, in Santa Clara. So I think the core of most people's interest is what they know from home. And it's not all. I mean people, people are prepared to be interested in everything, but it's it's a very localised enthusiasm at heart. And because railways over the course of history have adapted themselves to local environments and you know used local regulations, we have to try and um, we have to try and mimic that as well as we can. Now Sometimes we're going to succeed, and sometimes we're going to fail. But our aim has to always be um, to get as to get accuracy as, as close as possible to what the, the local environment is. And I suppose the I suppose the, the best way of describing this would be, in you know, my experience of of trains has primarily been in the UK and uh, in California, but I visited Japan on holiday um, a year ago, and on, on a train trip out of Tokyo, I saw a freight uh, locomotive go by hauling a train it was a It was a fascinating electric locomotive i can 't remember what type it was. but in the cab, I saw the driver who was dressed in the most immaculate uniform with white gloves standing it looked almost to attention as he drove the train out of the out of the station and it just it, 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 I found it fabulous, but I also found it stunning, such a different Kind of attitude, really, from anywhere else I'd seen. No, not better or not worse, but just different. And I think, I think that's what we have to respect. We have to respect that this enthusiasm is something that's very local. It's really, it's really about what you know, and we have to try and get as close to that as possible to simulate that experience. It's, it's a wide world of railways out there, and most of it's marvellous.
0: So, without giving too much of your marketing secrets away to me, it would be lovely to know what are your prime territories which are the countries that take the most interest in this sort of title
1: historically the countries that have been the most involved with um, the sort of train simulator we've created so far is the uk north america and germany those are the three core territories for which we call it the msts model but then if you look to Japan, you see that they have programs like Denshi Go and A Train, and there's also a real interest in, um, in train simulation in, in Japan, and, and that's taken quite a different course. Now, my belief all along has been that where we lack, where the history of Western train simulation lacks, is already the interface. And so we're doing a lot of work over the next little while to improve the interface and to create a driving experience which is much closer to a, a real-world train driver's experience. Um, and I think, I think we've just put a newsletter out where we're starting to describe some of those thoughts. When we do that, I hope we bridge the gap between the sort of Japanese-style Nshido and uh, the Western Railworks style of, of gameplay. And um, I think that'll be quite important. How far we'll get down that road this year, I don't know, but it's looking pretty good for a sort of July release.
0: So are there literally going to be constant game engine upgrades for quite some time to come, or will there be another yeah. new title? How how does it all work? How are you going to make money from this so you can keep bringing out the content as well?
1: My view is, is that there are potentially millions of people um, worldwide who are interested in what we have to offer. And the way we will reach those people is by having a worldwide platform, which our current technology delivers, and by continuously improving our offering so that more and more people are interested and come on board. It's really important to me that as we do that, we, we bring our current user base with us. So that's why all along I've been very strong on we have to have one level platform that constantly improves and and goes forward. So that as new consumers come on board, they get improved software, but our existing customers have have their um, software auto updated via Steam. And I think that's important. That's an important contract between us and our um, us and our players. Now. Is there the possibility that we would change our minds on that in the future? Of course. Who, who can look into the future? And if we suddenly need to spend millions on the next leap forward in technology, we'd have to find somewhere funding that. But I hope I hope, and my dream is that that is not the case. I do believe that there's a big enough market for us to, to um, develop our concept of train simulation for years to come. Um, and that the... the the, the, the business model really is based on, on offering people what they want to buy. There is an endless amount of content that can be created. As, as, for example, if we, release in, um, if we formally release the product in China, there's a whole stream of local Chinese content that need to be made. As we release the product in Germany in the next uh, few months, again, that's a whole new market with new content um, where we think people will be interested in what we've got to offer. So that's our vision. It's one platform, level playing field, that we develop for however long we can.
0: So it's quite nice. We can just sit back and one morning we'll see some new updates and it's all very pleasurable. That's the plan. That's the plan. It's a good plan. I like it. I brought the product, so I know. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you. (laughs) Brought too many add-on packs, you're in trouble. (laughs) So is there any other exciting news you can share with us regarding additional content that is around the corner?
1: Um, let me have a little think. I mean,
0: I, get I'm getting into of course.
1: Yeah, no, no. I, I think, I can't think of much to be honest because I am very much encouraged the guys here to talk about the things we're doing as early as possible. I think... I think there's not much point in having secrets. The, the, we need to show what people we need to show people what we're doing, so that they can start to think about whether it's the sort of thing they want or not. Um, we've got some, we've got the new Jubilee pack, I think, which we haven't announced, which I was, I was just telling you about. Um, I think we're looking at doing a Green Arrow. I think we've done a an early rendering of the Green Arrow uh, of the v two, and that will again will update. Um, Back to everybody who's bought the V2 pack. Um, I know we're looking at doing um, a lot more uh, uh, additional US content. Um, it seems to me that there are some fabulous locomotives out there that we haven't modelled yet, and we're also very keen to um, partner with people for some solid US routes. I'd like to see, I'd like to see an Eastern Seaboard route. Um, I'd love to see something down in Florida. Um, so I think there's quite a bit of uh, a bit of that sort of product that we're looking at going forwards. Um, but uh, as soon as we know what it is, we whack it up on the blog and you can have a look. Uh, the thing we're, we're most excited about at the moment, of course, is the charity group that we're working on. Literally, this 24 hours now, uh, which we think will be released in early March of 2010. And... Um, that we're just throwing everything into that at the moment. So we think it'll be a great pack, and all of the money will go to the Vowa Children Charity, um, which uh, it's been it's been great to work with them.
0: So this uh, charitable route, what does it actually include?
1: Gosh, um, well, <laughs> we we're on a twenty four hour um, attempt to put as much into it as possible. Uh, there's it, it's a it's an it's a, a peninsula of land with a route, it's got narrow gauge tracks and a narrow gauge system, it's got a, um, a standard gauge system and it's got a tram system so there's a tonne of new content in there, there's new locomotives, there's trams, there's all sorts of things I think it'll be great fun.
0: Last question, have you ever had the experience of actually driving a train yourself?
1: Oh, I have Really? I have and uh, when jealous. I was 18 <laughs> it, was, it was um. It, it was a it was a fabulous occasion. I was about eighteen. I was living in Santa Clara, and um, with some relatives, and they took me to a, uh, a narrow gauge logging line called the Roaring Camp and Big Trees. I don't even know if it's still there anymore. I ought to look it up. And there was a Shea steam engine, and we got there so late that the uh, they'd run the last service. And this enormous American train driver, he's a lovely man, just a lovely man, said, don't you worry about that, invited me up on the footplate and taught me to drive the train up and down for about an hour before he shut down and went home. So it's a memory that's lived with me forever and was just uh, such a kind of gentle giant of a man looking after me. It was wonderful.
0: So should we really congratulate this man? He's probably helped you start this project, Railsimulator.com. Yes,
1: Yes, I hope he's hand and arty. That must have been about 30 years ago. So, uh, so uh, hopefully he's still there driving those trains through the, uh, through the lumber.
0: What a lovely thought. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a time where you can actually uh, tell me about your website, where we should go for information, how the community can participate.
1: Marvellous. Well, uh, our website is www.valestimulator.com. And you can find pretty much everything from there, everything links from there, uh, including our Steam Shop, which is the bowelsimulator.com Steam Shop. From our website, you can follow us on Twitter, you can follow us on blogs, you can look at all the photographs on our um, Flickr site um, and generally engage with all the things that, that those creative people out there are doing.
0: Well, thank you very much for joining me on my podcast, Paul. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thanks so very much, James. Thank you You're very great. much.